episode of Block Talk presented by Theon Denel. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving me a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for this news, reviews, and interviews. Bitch, these girls popped off. The queens of the Philippines are split up into two teams to bring a new pop smash to life in the latest girl group challenge. So who marked their territory in the historic pantheon of winning girl groups and who just popped off in one of the most insane emotional breakdowns in, in, <laughs> in untucked history? It's time to find out as we talk all things Drag Race Philippines. And joining me to do so, welcome back, Precious Envy. Hello, you? I'm good. Glad to be back. You know, yeah, I, I, wow, Drag Race Philippines. It's only been two weeks, three episodes, and uh, a lot has happened. These girls are dramatic, uh, very emotional, uh, and have a lot of past trauma that they have not dealt with. And that's the thing that I think maybe will ma- bring a little bit of a turn to the franchise. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing that we don't know all the best, the past conflicts but when you bring it onto the screen you're like okay wait tell us more exactly Um, i'm here for it that being said the storytelling is a little off because i'm like i wait what did i just miss i feel like i've missed entire chapter here which is a lot of what happened in untucked i feel like but um oh yeah wow these girls are insane untuck went from like zero to 60 in like two seconds and it was like what 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 huh yeah um what i'm also excited about having you back is this is our third episode. Um, we made some predictions. We did. Some were right. Some were god awful. I would say of the th- two of our of my first threes are gone. Mm-hmm. I think I had the promo meet the queen's order, and then watching like just the entrances. I'm like, oh, I should, I could have easily moved a few people around. And then as yeah. the episode progressed, I was like going, oh, some of these girls are going to be here a while because these storylines are going to keep them at least to the midway point. Yeah. Um, wow. Some of these girls, um, <laughs> you know, some of the, the ones we thought would do really well are doing really well. Yeah. A few of the front runners are still like front runners. Yeah, absolutely. Even three episodes in, it's just like, you have, we have like, three and we've had three very different challenges too and you're seeing like different girls shine in different areas we love the versatility you gotta love it all right well let's dive into this episode Corazona's gone and her message reads that at least she's not the poor chalk but baby girl <laughs> you don't want to remember for being number two because no one remembers who goes home mm-hmm. second Yep. They know the room will be silent now. And Gigi thanks Corazon for the earrings, but then she does a double take and wonders if they'll be cursed. And girl, they, they were. were. They were cursed. Voodoo. These people, they 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 can predict the future. Mm-hmm. These girls keep cursing each other. Yeah. 
Well, Tering feels the adrenaline after her lip sync win, and Gigi finds out that Precious and Lady Morgana thought she'd be in the bottom two. Gigi knows that we all make mistakes in real life, and she and Turing had the same mentality to sew on the design challenge, but it's just different when you're there. Turing says that it just goes to show you that even if you have a knack for sewing, it doesn't mean you'll win a design challenge. And exactly. She notes that the three sewers of the cast were the bottom three. Guess it's time to change it to a hot glue gun challenge. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A hot glue gun and desperation saves so many queens. So much. So much. But don't tell Brooklyn Heights, she'll be pissed off. Exactly. Um, Venus is congratulated for her win, and the bitch is still drinking. Like, I did not know they let them have more after Untucked. I know. Well, because they stopped doing, like, they limited, I think, what, it started they in sure season did. three, because mm-hmm. Juju had that mm-hmm. wild Untucked moment where she, ooh, that, I think, I think this Untucked breakdown, I think that's the closest we've gotten in the Americans Literally. is season two Juju B, yeah. Now, Tarang wants to know what it's like to be the proud owner of a custom Rajo Laurel gown. Um, it's crazy, and they need a sequin. Um, <laughs> that must be fun to win a, 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 a gown. Yeah, because they've actually only, has it only just been, I think, Holland season one, that was the finale, the was the prize, was the gown. But I don't, I think there's been a few. one of Drag Race, apparently, also gave out a, uh, a custom something. I don't um, remember, yeah. I don't remember specifically. I'll go back and find that out because there may be a secret project I'm working on. Okay. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, going back in time <laughs> and um, doing little... Um, getting getting that lost season footage. Well, I, 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 <laughs> listeners, if you got some money to spare and want to join the Patreon, get ready because you're going to get exclusive content. Ooh. Because we're going to do history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Venus was really praying that she'd be safe. So much praying on the show. So much praying. So much. These girls uh, are, very, yeah. She does share her favorite quote The universe loves decisiveness. Never heard <laughs> that one, but cool. Put it on a t shirt. No, not a t shirt. One of those wooden boards that you, that mothers always buy. Mm-hmm. You buy that for your mom so it'd hang up in the kitchen. Honestly, this episode was filled with things you could put on a board and hang in your living room or walkway at well, your mother's speaking house. Of, speaking of, as Eva Queen says, another day is another, another day. day. That is the shirt I want to wear. Another day is How another day. profound. It um, is. I was like, girl, yes. That was my note of all. Another day is another day. I'm all same, sis. Same. Venus is ready for a second badge. She and Mincy Fresh are in arm in arm with their badges. So mm-hmm. how is Gigi feeling? Well, we see an untucked exclusive that she was crying. But didn't we actually see that in Untucked? How is this an exclusive? Yeah, because it's, it's like she was really in her feels in Untucked on the stage and it was very much well, we saw that. I guess it's the whole Untucked airing two days later. It's yeah. them stating like oh, in case you didn't watch because it was two days after the episode. Right. Uh, here it is. But these episodes... If they're airing in the Philippines with commercials, these are like two-hour episodes. Because this episode was already like an almost an hour and a half mm-hmm. for us. So I'm like, how long? Are like two hours? I'm like, that's a lot of drag. I guess but there's nothing do... to do in the Philippines. I don't know. I know. And I guess that's why they made two days later here, we're going to have um, Untucked be its own separate mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Well, Gigi looks like she's about to cry at the table, but she's just kidding, which makes Lady Morgana say that koalas do look ugly when they're about to cry. <laughs> Get it? Because she's from Australia. Oh, that was so shady. I loved it. 
Gigi may be a silent bitch, but she has loud thoughts in her head. And usually that would get you committed. But hey, this mm-hmm. is real TV. Producers encourage insanity. Mm-hmm. Well, the loud thoughts in your head are usually inter saboteurs. So they want you to they want to make sure they're they're very loud. So you uh inner saboteur has been killed. I, we have not heard from the inner saboteur in a, in a while. I guess Rue's like yep. that was a good chapter. Moving on. <laughs> exactly. Moving on to something else that we're gonna market for the next uh few seasons. Silhouette. Is a bitch. And we'll ask Brigadine how she feels being safe twice. She feels extra challenged, but she wants to do better this week. She won't be bitter anymore. Time to start <laughs> fresh. They need to. Turning will allude to the fact that while she hopes Brigadine let go of that side of her, she'll just have to see what happens when the cocktails return and untucked. Did she just call her an alcoholic? I think I think it was more like she was that second untucked. I after a while I was like going, I don't know what's going on. These girls just go in and untucked, and if you breathe for in. a second, you don't know where where it starts because they just like her whole thing last untucked between her and Minty was just kind of like it was just a rehashing of the same thing over and over and over right. again. I it was, was like, cycle. I was all this record. Can someone change the record? It's it's repeating, and it's literally about something that we have no insight on because exactly. we were not exactly exactly. Well, if she is an alcoholic, welcome to um, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> exactly. Lady Morgana suggests that she only drink once she figures out a brand. I was like, "Bitch, you're shady. <laughs> you're really shady." She's totally shady. I love it. Now the alarm sounds, and Rue's message features references to girl groups past, like the Dream Girls, Spice Girls, Destiny Child, and the Go Go's, because uh, that's probably all the only girl groups she actually really knows. Well, I also felt like they use that same type of message every time there is a girl group challenge, where it's like, "It's not you. It's your destiny, girl. Be a dream, girl." Like you know, it's it gets reused every time there's a girl group challenge. So I was like, they need some new material. I think the Go Go's was the only like newer reference. Yeah, but they put in, but the dream girl, Stephanie Child, or no, Stephanie Child, Destiny Child. <laughs> wow, we went there. Uh, Destiny Child. I just had the I had the Destiny on my brain. <laughs> so it was going to use every roommate, uh, every room message. Mama Pow arrives in a new pair of shoes, which is the meme of the season. Uh, everyone, they really are. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to now have their feet examined once they enter that room now. So, like, everyone be, best be on their game. I know. If they don't like your shoes, you're going home. Mm-hmm. Now, Mama Pow shares that 2020, 2022 is a special year for Filipinos as they have their national election. So it's time for the power of the people to decide who will be governing and lead their country. So for in this mini challenge, they will have a drag race special election because the vote is sickening. Exactly. Rue that vote. This game is essentially the rankings on the circle as they will rank their fellow queens based on their impressions of them. Mm-hmm. And Mitch says, like, things are going to get personal, like, really personal. Like, let's do this in all the seasons, please. You know, because they've done it, like, twice. Like, UK season one did the ranking of, like, you won last challenge. How do you think you're, like, biggest competition, the least competition? Right. And they did that on season, was it, uh, oh, what was it, season 12? But not to this extent where not to this extent, yeah, where they're not the voting, but they had been in the past where it's like where they've had queens rank each other. But yeah, this is kind of like um, hi, give you us your thoughts on each queen. Oh, I do. Yes, this was exactly what it is. Oh, it is like, exactly. I'm obsessed. All right, so 
they're going to each privately meet with Mama Pow to submit their votes at Precinct 69. Ha! <laughs> Perfect. First up is Brigadang. For Evil Queen, she will rank her eighth because knowing she is not a performer performer, she thinks it's about time for her to go. Yep. For Turing, Brigadang places her first because of what she showed last episode and she sees her as a threat. She feels like the ones she placed on the top are more deserving and the bottoms need improvement. Yep. So Brigadang is clearly um, a soothsayer. She, she can see the future too with Turing. Exactly. They're all, they're all witches. Now, silhouette, <laughs> ah, she goes right to the bottom. Exactly. <laughs> Evil Queen, she puts Brigadang ninth because she has no brand. I was like, <laughs> okay. I love how that just came. That was like the one storyline for Brigadang this entire episode is she has no brand. brand. <laughs> Eva puts Precious Paula Nicole at second because she is talented and a good person. We have Gigi Era placing Brigadine at seventh. Now, when she gets her sticker for the pit crew, she asks him to press it harder. And I would do the same. It has been a very, very long time since I've been touched by a sexy man. Mm-hmm. And those, perco- those pit crew, those pit crew boys, oh, they're so gorgeous. Yes, yes, yes. Lady Morgana will place Turing at number one while she puts Brigadine at ninth without batting an eyelash. Mm-hmm. Did not see that one coming. Marina will place Silhouette at six because if you put three sixes together, six, six, six. Uh, that I think was the best read out of all of them. Uh, six, because six, six, six. I was like, oh, Marina. Now Minty Fresh is asked to rank Brigadine and she says 12 and that's not even an option. <laughs> she thinks that she is more of a threat to her and thinks she creates drama to be noticed. She don't care for her. Well, I think it's, well, after that Untucked, it's like, it's like, girl, it was the, the, like I was saying about the record scratch. I'm like going, are you just doing this because you want that airtime? So you're like, oh, if I keep repeating myself, the cameras are going to stay on me to keep mm-hmm. me going. Turing places Brigadine at nine, and I think we can safely say who the bottom's going to be. Yeah. Uh, she also feels like everyone has a brand, and Brigadine is a good performer, but brandless. Mm-hmm. Turing gives first to Precious. Venus puts Minty Fresh at eight because of the 80,000 pesos she's won. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Silhouette arrives, and Mama Pow is like, the future of your drag daughters lies in your hands. Brigadine, you're at nine. I was like, oh, Brigadine's <laughs> nine? Mm-hmm. Not, oh, all right. She says, Precious is kind, Precious is humble, Precious is talented, and she can't find any flaws in her, so she gets number one. Um, and I bet you were like, oh, she's talking about me. I know. I'm like, really? Thank you. Thank you. I will say, like, every time Silhouette opens her mouth, it is a monologue. She uh-huh. can't give a straight, she can't just give you a short answer. She has to give you 15 reasons why she's saying this one answer. With Marina, she says she's ungrateful and disrespectful <laughs> and insensitive and full of herself. So she's at eight. Exactly. Why is she at nine? Why? That's what was confusing. I was like, you're gonna I know this. she, I would have thought she would have given Marina nine, but she would, she gave that to Brigadine. And I'm like going like, oh, well, at least she maybe thinks Marina has a little bit more talent than Brigadine does. Right. Precious says that Venus came prepared, so she gets first. And when she's asked about Silhouette, Precious puts her at nine because she's not convinced about her. I was like, yep. more on that, I want to know about this relationship because that one was fire. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I did notice it was just like everyone was, uh, everyone had at least one moment where I had another queen talk about them, except for Gigi and Lady uh, Morgana. Those two, it was just like, when they were doing the rankings, I was like, oh, that's right. They were never brought up at all. So of course a mid-pack. Well, it's time to reveal the results thanks to the commission on Eleganza. <laughs> Tenth place is Brigadine. She feels bad. She thinks they're just threatened by her and says that all the girls want her to leave the competition or fail or mess up, but proceeds all of those mm-hmm. with they want her to die. <laughs> Let's not hyperbolize here, please. 
they're gonna pray for her to die you know i, I, I was like i know i can be dramatic but i was like i don't think they really want you to die no. <laughs> my place is venus deluxe which i was like where did that come from that made zero sense in the math i know i didn't yeah i think i think it was one of those because so many other people were went weird with their places of other girls i think that's what pushed her down because I didn't, I didn't feel like she should be that low in the rankings. Eighth and seventh are a tie between Marina Summers and Silhouette. I was like, ah, gag. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's just fitting with those two. Sixth place is Lady Morgana. Fifth place, Gigi Era. Fourth place, we have Minzy Fresh. Third place is Yola Queen. Second place is Turing. First place is Precious Paula Nicole. I think overall, it, it all, it, it fit. Yeah, I think so. Based on how, because the other thing is, because this this series is coming at this point in time, these girls have been working for a long while, and they have a lot of history outside of the show. And I think that is determining a lot of how they see each other, not as a contestant here, but as a queen in the in the outside. That's why they exactly. keep they make reference of like, well, she's not really a dancer on the outside, or she's just an Instagram queen on the outside. So, right. well, just because people like her. Precious Paula Nicole wins 20,000 pesos. I'm Good sorry, popular. Fuck the system. <laughs> exactly. For this week's Master Challenge, they will sing and dance in their very own girl groups. Marina is happy as she writes songs and performs, so she's been winning for this challenge. Gigiera mm. believes she has this in the bag, as this is what she does and has been doing it for 15 years, a.k.a. welcome to the Kiss of Death confessional. Exactly. Precious Paula Nicole will be team captain number one, and for team captain number two, it's our last placer, Brigadang. <laughs> knew that was coming. Yep, yep um, knew that was going to be the case. Future contestants, if there's ever a competition of this sort in a mini challenge, just know your results are probably going to affect the rest of the day. So, if you really don't like someone, maybe like just put them in the middle of the pack. Middle of the pack, so they don't have the power to win the the challenge. Mm -hmm. All right, Precious is going to select Venus, selects Minty Fresh, Gigi Era, and Silhouette. Brigadine takes Marina, Miss Summers, Turing, Lady Morgana, and Eva Queen. Uh, definitely the tops versus the underdogs. And that was the storyline throughout this episode. Oh, it was so the storyline. The entire time you're watching the choreography, the vocals, everything, even with like Eva had a lot of talking heads, it was like, oh, this, the, they're trying to give you this narrative. So if you've never watched Drag Race, you'll think this is what's going to happen. And exactly. then you were like, oh no, this is all just the tricks to get you because it's going to flip it on its head once it gets to the actual performance. As usual, they will have to choreograph their number, create a catchy group name, and record their lyrics. And to make it even more stressful, they will be mentored by a recording artist, award-winning actress, and former girl group member, Nadine Lustre. Uh, I don't know who she is, but I sure do know that she has 11.4 million Instagram followers. Ooh. So that's like a lot. I was like, girl is stunning. She is beautiful. Like she's very pretty. She kind of was giving me with like the photos that they showed of her, uh, a very like Ariana Grande vibe. Yeah. So I'm like, um, I was like, I'm like, okay, I can see where, uh, what vibe you're giving off in your girl group. Now the queens are going to start writing their lyrics. Some are going deep with their lyrics. Some are having fun. Some are storytelling. We're going to see Precious try her hand at a story about being orphaned and how it's okay. She wants to show that she is on Drag Race and is getting to dance and getting along with the gays and the queens, even if she knows at the end of the day, when she gets home to the people she's trying to impress, they're gone. She's going to share about how it's important for yourself to be the number one. Okay, let's do it in three lines. Have fun. Go try that. Uh -huh. 
Gigi will tell us that she thinks Precious was a good leader because she was trying to listen to everyone's thoughts. Cut to Tarang asking her team if she should wear a thong. <laughs> oh, yes. Get it, girl. Tarang's strategy was to have a good group where they would all lead, not just her. This is some apprentice-style strategy up in here, which we all know uh, with that television program, um, future two-time uh, impeached disgrace president uh, will just immediately send you home you don't ever do that you have to be a leader own it uh brigadine's gonna share some lyrics and turing will say that she doesn't hear her heart in it yet they ask her what she wants to say and represent they advise her to share who she is and she notes it she wasn't feeling good about the mini challenge so she's feeling low um we don't really get to hear the feedback from each other when when they write their lyrics usually it's like they're in their own little world they're doing their own thing and then you cut put together and you're like yeah i feel like it is i feel like they were very much because i think the lyrics are supposed to be about what it were i know expressing past ad, uh, adversaries that uh and insecurities and how you overcame them to be like more to be the positive so i think that's why they were kind of going off each other and indicating yeah. uh that is, that's what when you were saying it's like yeah you can go out there saying like you're the queen bitch and you're gonna win this but where's the heart in that and usually the girl usually yeah. when they do these challenges the verse that's very much like i'm the queen give me the crown are usually in the queen are usually the queens that get put in the bottom or their group doesn't actually make the uh make the win because it's just like no it's like it's about other things not just the crown they want to see it's always we want to see you we want to get to the essence of you show vulnerability break those character walls meanwhile this week on um drag race down under like no this is a bitch track exactly it really was it was like it was so weird that they both did girl group challenges this week and it was like this one was about positivity like overcoming your past adversaries and this one's like bitch i'm the best and y'all y'all others are the worst it's I'm, just like I'm, I'm going to need world of wonder to really like dive into their scheduling mm-hmm. and whoever's in charge of this like just cross-reference because well this week we had two girl group challenges one rusical drag race it. canada and drag race down under still now have the same amount of contestants left even though we're on two different timelines um, I'm also is a rusical on um Philippines. It's redundant. I thought I was I'm surprised that uh I guess Down Under is only having eight episodes because they had a small cast. Yep. And I'm like, and I was expecting there to be a double save happening every week. And I'm like, nope, no, oh, no one's going home episode one. No, people are going home, I'm like going, okay, okay. No, it's done. It's crazy. I was like, I was like, oh, they really don't care about this franchise. Okay. No. Turing points out that Eva doesn't look okay and she's getting upset by her lyrics, which are about the things you can't do aren't the things that define you. How sweet and like amazing. I'm I noted that their group session, like Toreen was just dropping like the truth bombs, like being like, nope, don't put yourself in your head. This is not who you are. Like I, acting, I, singing, dancing does not define you as a drag queen. Like, who cares what they think? It's about what you think. I was like, oh, girl. I was like, girl, I need this on repeat and like before every competition or performance to be like, yes, keep it, give it, give it to me, give it to me. Let See, me get I that know myself where I'd be like, yeah, give me the pep talk. And then after it, and I failed, and she gives me pep talk, I'm like, bitch, shut your fucking mouth. I don't need it right now. <laughs> now, 
Eva knows that in the drag scene in the Philippines, it's heavily focused on entertaining, and she's had this pent-up burden of being told that she's not good enough. She was once told that she was not as creative as she thinks and has to accept her flaws. She's going to turn this into not being a flaw, but it's a lack of experience. Okay, I can accept that. She shares that singing and dancing is the standard in the Philippines, so Turing tells her that she needs to show them that it's not just the standard. Yep. Tell them you are enough. Is Turing a shrink? She is. Literally, I wrote down uh, her telling her, I am valid, I am enough, I am drag. And I'm like going, that is like the best mantra if you're ever feeling down. Like like when she was talking to Gigi in Untucked, and I think they brought it back up at the very beginning of the episode, where she said, just because you had a bad day doesn't make you a bad drag queen. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, we all know that drag is subjective. There are so many different forms, especially in New York City. You throw a rock, you hit a queen, and this city has the dancers, the theatrics, the the chantreuses. It's just like those that mix drag and burlesque. It is everything. So I, it's that feeling of like, yes, if you're not what these people are looking for, there's going to be this group of people over here that are going to be like, you're what I'm looking for. And it's right. just like, once you find the niche of what, people want and like about you it's like you're just always you're gonna do better you may yeah exactly it's so i was very much like these are things into here i just want to as like you know you go through those waves as a queen yourself where you're just like mm-hmm. oh you're like why do i do this to myself why <laughs> you're just like in there going like why did i do this to myself why did i think this was good a good career why did i waste all well, this money well if you have to ring here to boost you up it is I'm about to stop by and boost mm-hmm. you all down and make you feel like shit First, she's going to go to Team Pink and share that they're mm-hmm. pussy pink energy, a.k.a. <laughs> and they laugh and they're so proud of themselves. And meanwhile, the blonde motherfucker herself is like, yeah, not good. Pink pussy sounds more correct. She's not every, wrong. Every but- time they said their name, I just kept thinking P-P-E <laughs> from Big B. Yeah. All over my head the entire time. Now, Mom and Pal will ask what their edge is going to be. And Venus says that they are tops. Great. Precious says what's good is they have someone who sings, someone who dances, and someone who's old. Hi, Silhouette. They're the full package. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Um, which is still triggering because Silhouette's younger than I am. And I'm like, fuck you. How old is she? She's 34. She's on me too. <laughs> We're going to bring it back to the real world, into the show. As Mama Pow asks Silhouette if she will be bringing her role as creative director of Nectar to the group, she will say that she will allow Precious to navigate them, aka. She's taking the fall, but I'll be there to take the credit if it goes well. Exactly. I hate her so much. <laughs> I, I've gotten that feeling from you. I've gotten that feeling. <laughs> so is Gigi Era a good singer? Well, we know she's a dancer. Uh, mm-hmm. She says that after this, she might want to be a singer. Well, we're going to hear a verse and well, um, there are words that are sen- said in a s- sentence. Now, Mama Pow will mock her for her lack of rhymes. And I mean, to be fair, I got nothing. Just the rhyme mm-hmm. next up it's time to meet the purple team who are going to be the flex bomb girls which is a reference to the sex bomb girls because they are flexing their insecurities as their brand exactly i Perfect. hated that so much i was like i was like you'd say it marina <laughs> marina suggested it because it's catchy it's marketable it's iconic it's on brand it's brainy it's witty it's conceptual never the same unique amazing talented period that is her brand that's the t-shirt <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> and Mama Pao will ask Ding what brand she wants to portray and introduce. And she says that she believes she is a star. She has been shaken in the competition being with all the queens. So she is doubting if she is that star. Mama Pao will say that she knows she's always safe. So that is something that she'll need to work on. And like where RuPaul comes in and gives you a, like a little nugget of inspiration and hope. Mama Pao is like, you suck. Get you know, when, when Mama Pao is in the workroom, as a boy, he bugs me. There's something about him where I'm like, I, there's like a weird disconnect. I think uh-huh. I like him better in drag behind the judges panel. Th- that one works better as because he's trying to be RuPaul there. But when he's trying to be RuPaul in the workroom, I'm like, no, I think it's, part of it's what not it working. There, Mama Pow is probably just a step above all of them. Yeah. So she's trying to relate and be friendly with her actual probable friends. And it just doesn't work because you're like, wait, that's not what the host does on this show. Mm-hmm. I, I would like if, they, if you know, I, I'm pretty sure this will get a season two. Oh, yeah. I would like if, like, season two, they do kind of like what Canada does, where it's like they give, like, you know, Julie can come in and do, do the mini challenge and be the one that talks to them and be the work through. And they do that with like uh, the designer and uh, Karen Kelly to be like, have them do it where it's like, so it's not just solely on him to yeah. always be on. For Turing, she felt Pao's disappointment being in the bottom and it felt like she was letting down her mother. She wasn't, doesn't want to do it again. So Pao says, as long as there are no more design challenges. <laughs> She's such a bitch. Now, how is Eva feeling? Does she sing? She says, depends on the mic. <laughs> she says she doesn't sing or dance. So what does she do? Well, she's asking herself. She thought she was there just to buy some soy sauce. <laughs> she uh. will contribute words to the group, and she will show her heart. Marina shares something Turing said earlier about Eva. She's not there to drag them down. They are here to lift, to lift her, up. her up. Teamwork makes the dream work. It really is. They and are. They very, said that line. And they said that line. It's like I'm out. Done. It, it it was very much like we are gonna. We're we're the very. They are very like positive de- energy that's gonna go down your throat on how positive they are. And the other girls are just like overconfident and cocky. It's just like you are seeing like the two different sides very of these challenges. So. Well, that's it for Pal, who shares that the category is according to the subtitle mm-hmm. and the caption. Shake, Rattle, and Runway. Mm-hmm. But Pow actually says Rampa. So Shake, Rattle, and Roll is a series of horror films that introduces characters and semi-ironic campiness, while Rampa means to shake down the runway. How will this tie into the actual theme? More on that later, as Pow <laughs> exactly. will ask them to frighten her with their scariest and most shocking looks. Yep. So this is one of those moments where Lost in Translation is actually happening. Let's fix that as we move forward, team. Let's, let's, let's do a little better. I feel like the closed captioning team this year has done such a bad job because you, on every see every show, what you hear and what you what you see. I was the I'll the closed caption on even for the American seasons. I just like to read, um, and you will hear them say something. You read the caption, going like, "That is not like what what word is that? Like incest what? baby." What? Raja <laughs> did not say incest, incest baby. baby is the best. Uh, still, still my favorite caption. Like that person should be fired and never allowed by on a computer screen ever again. Well, that's like that's Paramount people. This I is like know. World of Wonder, which is which is like you know they probably have someone else chained the basement, being like, "Listen, type." Like, uh. 
Well, I have heard a rumor um, that these people who may be doing it are for hire. I could see that. So maybe someone got onto Fiverr and was like, "Here, you're cheap. You're cheap. Just do it." And they're not there as long as they get their paycheck. They don't care. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. We hit the main stage to record the verses, and of course, not only do we have the back wall giving you an acid trip screensaver, but Pink <laughs> Pussy Energy has coordinated an entrance. They're going to meet with Nadine, who is excited to be a mentor and pass on what she picked up while being in a girl group. She is joined by sound engineer Moops. Um, I don't care about his resume. He's hot. I was like, hello. Oh, you're straight? I, I still don't care. Hi. Hi. Hi, Daddy. You have a child? Hi, Daddy. She tells them to give them their energy and show off their personality. Let it shine through. And so first off, we have Precious. She has a good name to rhyme adjectives to. Um, so, Miss Precious, if you're ever on the show, you got some you got some easy work to do. It's all there for you. I have my opening to to whatever to you know to my song. I have that opening to the rest of the verses. I'm like, okay, but I know how it's gonna open. Know how it's gonna open. Next is Silhouette, who is showing energy, and she's pretty good. She uh blew. She was blown away with her take. We have Minty Fresh, who we know has recorded something before, but she's under the pressure. She is sexy and sultry, so Nadine has her to imagine that she's Paris Hilton. Did I hear a change? No. I was surprised. I thought she would have said like Ariana Grande because that's the vibe she gives me. But when she said Paris Hilton is her favorite artist, I was like, she only has one album. Oh, if you anyone, if and I was like, give me another song besides Stars Are Blind, I will Venmo you, Venmo you a dollar. Um, I, I have the entire soundtrack to Repo, the Genetic Opera. She does have a few That's songs not there. Her soundtrack? <laughs> no, it's not her. I want her uh, her music. But yeah, um, yeah, Stars Are Blind is the only thing I know by her. Yeah, Gigi Era is ready to share that um, she's dedicating her verse to her fellow OFW, aka overseas Filipino workers. They might be like her and be homesick, and she wants them to know it's fine. Her verse is fine, but she's very subtle in the energy department. Yeah. Now we have Venus Selects, who shocks us all with the vocals about self-doubt bitches pipes give her a recording contract she's good because we've only heard up to this point we heard marina and minty because they did songs i'm fully convinced it's not marina (laughs) someone i need the video proof that's actually her singing it's not her singing after hearing this time it's not her voice (laughs) so okay so episode one we heard i'm doing air quotes kids uh the two of their voices but we haven't heard anybody else's because everyone else didn't really do song uh, a song they did something else but yeah like with this group like the moment venus opened that mouth and that like first vo- like that first word came out i was like oh girl you have pipes she was she was very good much, she was giving me uh rose in lucky uh-huh mm-hmm. that's she like bam in your face and i was like give me more i'm here for it i was like uh, yep now we see pink pussy energy and we're really being shown that these are girls are good. What could possibly go wrong to prevent a win? Exactly. Next we have the flex bomb girls who geek out seeing Nadine. She is very pretty and Filipino and Marina wants to be like her. We start off with Tering, who is a raptress. Let's do this. Uh, Nadine will ask her to bring up, let's do this energy. And we will learn that this is the key to her success. Who goes up and she's giving it like she's about to be eliminated. She does well, and the only thing she has to work on is the timing and the fact that the mic needed to be brought down. Um, Marina is also a raptress. Uh, she took a risk and nails it. 
Now, Lady Morgana will sing in Bisaya, which to our ear may not come out as anything unique, but to Nadine, she lets us know that this will set her apart. And yeah. Be, be very special to um, fellow Bisaya speakers. I meant to look up what, like, exactly what Bisaya was. So I'm guessing it's like more, more like a region in the Philippines. Yes, yeah, so it's, um, it's definitely a region. If you, there is a weekly Reddit post with references um, that I've been very happy to have. Pulling from? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Visaya is from the Vis- Visaya region mm-hmm. um, uh, in Mindanao. Um, again, I would love more assistance because I'm I'm learning about the Philippines now. It's great. I learn. Mm-hmm. Now we have Brigadine, who is getting the uh-oh <laughs> edit. Can't really find the timing. The energy is not there to get her lyrics to be smooth as the others. Her lyrics don't even quit quite fit the beat of the song, and she's nervous. Nadine will advise her to enunciate and place her words properly. And I was like, if she can't even say her words, how is she going to enunciate them? Mm-hmm. It's always that thing where you have the girls who put too much in the words, and then when they're doing the lip sync on stage, they can't keep up with their own verse. Now, as a lyric writer myself, I am very well aware that <laughs> I can definitely write extra words that don't need to be in it. And my, and my former uh, writing partner was always upset with me. I was like, no, no. No, no, you can make it work. You just gotta make it not how you normally would make it sound. It'll work. Um, but alas, that's not a, a partnership anymore. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to choreography. Pink Pussy Energy is starting their choreo, and as Minty Fresh puts it, their group is a powerhouse. There's a dancer, there's a choreographer, there's a pretty face, a singer. And one more. You left someone out. Who you left out? Who's she leaving out? Wait, there was a dan- what were the what were the terms she said? You got a dancer. GG. I guess those are both these. And a singer. We got four. Maybe she was talking about Silhouette. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't including herself. Well, Marina was in the other group, though. This is Minty Fresh saying all these things. Oh, Minty Fresh said that? Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you said Marina said that. Well, the pressure is on as they only have 30 minutes. And to be honest, I think that's just for TV. There's no way in hell they only have 30 minutes. What non-dancer would actually be ever able to nail that? Well, especially because at the very end of the song, you have, like, moving forward, you have them coming back, and they do a battle. So I'm like, um, it's always... I think I think most most of the time, the rusicals are you have... They give you, like, I think two or three run-throughs before no. you actually have to do the performance, like, the night before. Gigi notes that everyone is wanted to suggest ideas. Well, she's trying to use her skills as a professional dancer... This will be the flaw of the group. Yep. The Flex Bomb girls were nervous watching the first group as they were serving pop girl group, and that's not even them giving it their all, according to Mitzi Fresh. Flex, Flex Bomb girls get on stage, and Gigi is not impressed. There is a lot of in unison steps in the group, and if one is out of step, it will look obvious. Morgana is anxious in the, the blocking, and she hasn't hit the blocks, and I think she meant steps and go off. I will say that if Morgana and Eva are the weakest dancers, having them as the mirrors to each other was not a smart move. That, yeah, exactly. When they said, like, when Eva was talking about how if Morgana's off, I'll be off, my point, like, no, you should have had them paired up differently. Yeah. I was like, that, yeah, that didn't make sense. Or it was also part of the narrative of, ooh, these girls are going to do bad. Well, Pink Pussy Energy just has that, ill y'all suck mean girls vibes about them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even if you like a girl or two in the group, you kind of just want them to fail. The Flex Bomb girls truly are the underdogs here. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 playing, they're playing the edit really well for that. Mm-hmm. 
Next day, the queens walk in in their groups, and Silhouette is wearing a face mask, which was a choice. <laughs> um, they all share notes on how their day was very fast when rehearsing and recording, and Brigadine says that her group did a good job. And the other team says they did a good job, too. It's time to get into drag, so all eyes are on Brigadine to ask what the concepts for their makeup will be as a group, and her answer is something that will be easy to change from. And now we know why, because we saw what that runaway is. Oh, yeah. Dear God. Mm-hmm. Some of those, yeah, some of the looks were, they had to go drastic changes. After a very weird transition, we're now going to talk about Venus and her body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Once again, editors, you got to not do this. You can't, you, you got to clean up these transitions. Like last week was bad. That was really bad going from uh, shaving eyebrows to like how you came out. No, you can't do that. It doesn't work. Usually, I think I think with most of the time, you usually have to do the whole like, all right, if you want some more screen time, loudly say this weird prompt that, may, that you're like, where is this coming from? To be like, hey, guys, did you anyone ever feel fat growing up? Let's talk about body dysmorphia. It's just like it was one of those like, OK, yeah. we're, we're going here now. OK, Venus will reveal that she would diet so much, but she would still see herself as fat. Turing shares that she has experienced the same thing as all her life. She has been a fat kid. She did an extreme diet to be on Pep Squad, but her diet was not done right. She loves her body now, but the evil voice does pop out to say that she's still not perfect. Mm-hmm. She has accepted being called fat, and all is, is is just her. She is who she is. Now, before they hit the main stage, we will see Team Purple do a prayer led by Turing. I found this to be a very bold moment for the show, as we often profoundly stray away from religion, aside from any discussions of how it has played a role in the Queen's lives. But I have learned that there is a strong sense of Christianity in the Philippines, even in the LGBTQ plus community, and prayer is an important aspect of that. As we have seen in the previous two episodes, if someone prays for something like an elimination, <laughs> this is why gonna... it is a big deal. Yeah, because I, I was when I saw that it was like very full front. Because sometimes you'll have the girls who are like, when they're doing a chat, when they're in a challenge, they'll be like, you know, just give a strength, you know, like kind of a. Mm-hmm. kind of doing like a little bit of a mantra but yeah this was like i think the first time i could remember seeing full on like a full-on like prayer prayer on the show and i was thinking i'm like going i think it's because just how religion is in the philippines yeah. is very different than how it is in america yeah it, a lot of their religion is because of colonization yeah um thanks man spaniards mm-hmm. um but yeah i i think i found it very interesting because we we've seen at least in the last two franchises that are currently airing, um, you have someone like Vivian Vanderpuss who is very religious still. Uh, and you have her best friend, Irma Gerd, being like, I don't know how to handle that. Then yep. you ha- hear these stories about someone like Hannah Conda who wanted to be a priest. And you're like, what? <laughs> um, but then most of the time, whenever we hear about religion, it's about how oppressive it was and it made them the person they are today because they had yep. to escape it. Um so this was a very strange and different juxtaposition, especially as myself, who is not religious. Oh, yeah. It's, it's interesting to see queer people be religious and be like, okay, that's fine. It doesn't matter. You're yep. you. I'm me. We're all in this together. We're all here for the same community. Exactly. Am I asking for more of this on all the shows? Not necessarily. No. But... I'm glad that it didn't feel gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would be different if it was preachy. Like, yes. oh, 
but this is more of a like we're like we're gonna we're doing a performance we just give us the strength to like to do do our best and put our best foot forward it's like okay it's fine it, and again this is, like mantra. Coming, this is coming out of turing who mm-hmm. we have already seen this episode be the one with the wise words so exactly maybe maybe the church yeah. she goes to is accepting and, and very kind and you know what i'll listen to that uh you know what if she was preaching i'd be like i'll convert i'll convert girl i'll convert let's go to the main stage where we see mama pal looking like a flower a week after the flower challenge <gasps> this week we got colin karen jiggly caliente rahul laurel and nadine lustre let's begin with the girl groups first we will start with pink pussy energy ppe where, where did they get those ma- matching face masks um first off pop off but where do they get them Who? which little intern had to run to the store and be like Please, sir, may I have five pink face masks? Mm-hmm. But they all have their masks. They throw them off, and they're literally sitting on stage. Yeah, it was a weird... And even when the first girl threw it off, or when it got pointed to the first girl to speak, it was off. Like, there was a... When the first mask got off, it was already, like... They were already behind the, right. the lip sync. But like those it was, masks were just it was sitting there. It was a hindrance. I'm like going, yeah. It, it was just like hi, this is just on the floor. It was going to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like a group with their pinks look, pink looks. I don't knock any of them. Like the color story is there, and there's variations of pink. Um, but again, like I'm sure they were all told, please bring a pink dance outfit and a purple dance outfit. And the spectrum of those colors are so broad. Like they're so broad. But also, I did feel like when because Jiggly says that it just felt like five girls just on stage who happened to be in the same color. I did feel like uh, Gigi, Precious, and Venus. They because of the fringe and right. like their color story was a little bit more better to be like yes, if it was a trio of girls, you are the girl group I could see. Yeah. I felt like Silhouette and Minty's looks were just were just off enough to make him stand out like, oh, you don't match quite as well right. as, you, as you should. Precious starts off with great energy. Um, it works for a first verse. Silhouette, not wearing a black wig, but long red. I was like, I'm here for it. Um, she just aged herself down. Good for you, girl. Um, oh, when they threw off the wigs and she's in that blonde one, I was like, oh, blonde actually looks good on you. I'm like, I think it's the black makes you is what makes old. you look old. old. Yeah. Uh, but I thought Silhouette had a great, strong energy with her lyrics, um, mm-hmm. or with her verse, but her lyrics left much to be desired. Um, Wake up, sis, Missy Fresh coming through. I like that line. It's a good line. Um, her look leaned into Purple World, but uh, she is posh spice of the group. Pretty boring, yeah. and that is all. Oh, she looked bored the entire time she was there. So bored. Uh, the wig reveal, at, as you mentioned, at the end of the verse. I'm here for it. Not sure I love the wigs that they revealed to, but at least it was a wow moment. Oh, I loved when you got the uh, what's his name? Uh, Ro- Roja. Roja. Roja did the Roja. did the did the the gay gas like that <laughs> when it when it happened. I was like, ah, oh, you go, sis, you go. The group chorus choreo was good. It was clean and fun. It's something the fans can lean into and learn, which is something you have to think about nowadays. Mm-hmm. If you can't learn the choreography, you're not going to be remembering the song. That is a reason why the top two girl group challenge songs. Are you K Hun and Break Up Bye Bye? Because we oh, Break Up Bye Bye so good. Mm-hmm. Well, also too, there um, there's someone there's someone who started doing a TikTok dance challenge to the Flex Bomb Girls choreo. So it's already yes. like okay, you see so it happening. 
we'll 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 go to get there in a second. Yeah. Um, Gigi era was fine. She was just the in the worst part of the song, coming after the chorus and before the fire that is Venus Deluxe. Oh, exactly. She said she would have. She she should have won the entire challenge. She was dynamite. She looked great and she did the job. I think if they judged them individually, Venus was gonna would have oh, won. Yeah. Um, but because they did it as groups, and it was like, oh, you were the star of your group. It was just the fact that the other group was just a better group. Did you notice that Silhouette did not lip sync a large chunk of the chorus and also was the only one to not move in the choreo behind Venus? It was so awkward. I didn't know. Yeah, I noticed there were some parts when I was watching it being like, is she not moving? Um, overall, I was impressed. I was like, I enjoyed this. Like they did very well. It was it was very catchy, which is what is what these Rue songs need. Mm-hmm. I always feel like it's always a uh, hit or miss when it's the same beat. Like you with like UK Han, you saw the difference of like here's a group that's really good, followed by a group that's not so good. You can tell like how bad it is, and that's why I like when they're like, oh, we're gonna do two the same song, but they're different tempos. You get a different feel for it. So it was like, are they doing the same tempo? It's the same tempo. So I was like, oh, is this going to be like, oh, we're hearing the same song over again? But it felt fresh with the yeah. second. With, it didn't feel boring. It felt like much like much needed, like a refresher um, for the second group. Now, the Flex Bomb Girls. I felt the same way about the looks as I did with PPE. The color story was there. Some of the looks worked. But overall, what more can you expect? But the only look strong- that didn't work for me. Oh, go ahead. Well, what was strong is they all wore black boots except for Eva. <laughs> but they all, it was all the same style of boots, and that's yeah. what tied them all together. Yeah, the only look that didn't really quite work for me was Lady Morgana. I felt hers was just <laughs> off, and then she had that weird crystal around her crotch. I was it's like, what she wore in the entrance look? It was, was it? <laughs> is that like her? Is that like her little thing? She's like, here's a crystal on my crotch. Yeah. Now, the song starts for them. I fucking love choreo that is in tune to drum beats. And that mm-hmm. was the opening with the arms. Dug it. Boom. Turing. She came out so strong. Like this bitch, the game is mine. The way I screamed, though, that when Eva LaQueen was revealed behind Turing for her verse, I screamed. Like I knew it was coming, but that was such smooth choreography. Eva did great. Very impressed. Marina is the pop girly. This oh, was the time to shine. The group choreo, again, was cohesive and easy to learn. Do you know why? Why? Because they borrowed choreography from the actual um, Sex Bomb Girls. So that's why it is being used, because it's actual choreography that a lot which of people know. Which is perfect. Yep. Especially because they were they chose the name, and they even said it's something that's going to be recognizable. So, yep. of course, they're like, we can play in what are some of those moves that they do to make it easy on us to like do this. Exactly. So it's not as hard. Yeah. Uh, Brigitting was wearing Abraham Levy. You cannot tell me otherwise. Uh, <laughs> her hair was a no. Um, bad song placement. I guess both her and Gigi were just in the wrong spots for this song. You don't want to be right after the chorus. Yep. <sighs> Lady Morgana and her bejeweled pussy. Um, pass. But she did what she does. And that's why the judges clapped because she did her verse in honor of who she is. And they thought that was really great. This group really was the underdogs, but what they did well, they did very well, and they highlighted it. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more. There's a girl group dance-off. I thought it was very cute, um, very much like the Drag Race, uh, Canada's Drag Race Season 1 with Sorry Not Sorry. 
Yep. Um, and we all know that I'm a sucker for a keychain, so I was like, oh, this is <laughs> um, I thought this was one of the best overall girl group challenges in show history. Like, gold it was done so well. It was so much fun. Like, literally, that chorus has been stuck in my head for like the last since Wednesday. So it's just like I'm like. That has been in my head, and this is what you want from one of these songs. It's like when you leave, uh, what was it? Like, Break Up Bye Bye. That was stuck in my head after hearing Forever. it. Forever. Forever. And then if you hear UK Hun, that gets stuck in your head. Forever. I have, I have told someone that when I have a penthouse mansion in New York City, um, my, my friend will be my butler. Um, and my the 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 doorbell will be bing bang bong sing sing song ding ding dong UK hun that's what I want <laughs> that's the doorbell I want so manufacturers someone make it for me please um, come on get that custom doorbell category is shake rattle rampa in honor of the runway we are going to play spooky uki or uki dooki okay spooky uki or uki dooki okay. Precious Paula Nicole, look by Cynthia Salting, nails by Opulent Nails. She is doing Chana K, which is short for Chanak, which is the caption say is baby vampire. But according to the Drag Race Philippine reference on the Reddit, it's actually more of a shape-shifting malevolent creature that is a small humanoid that spawns on forests. Okay. I don't know anything anymore. I don't know what that means. I don't know what baby vampire is, but this is it. In her presentation, as we will see again from someone else, she is playing the mother of the creature. Her look was closer to the simpler side of the basic white dressing gown with lace and the face that was terrifying. Could it have been gorier? Could it have gone further? Absolutely. The gag was that she gave birth and we all saw the blood and the creature come out. And then it those fucking bloody babies and oh, fell those... off the stage. I oh. love what I love when they're like crawled and Nina jiggly. <laughs> Um, but in the end, she still brought camp. It, yeah, it was very campy. I like also, like, the one thing I think with this runway was a lot of the girls really was just, like, it was just, like, dirty faces more than, like, like high glam. But it was, like, all right, you just, like, black, black, uh, what, grease paint all over your face and just call it a day. Mm-hmm. But it was still, like, but they still, she still delivered, like, that camp factor it was concept was well done. I was like, okay, I get mother of vampires giving birth to your babies. I'm here for it. Helen Karen says the outside of the competition, she is known in the bar scene and performed on television. She expected more from her, but she's just blended with everyone. But the energy and stage presence is there. She thought she would be the superstar of the group. Mama Pal mentions that in her lyrics that she was orphaned and that she also lost her mom. She will reveal that she didn't get to go home before she died as she was working. Her concept is for her. The three kids represent her children and the crawling one was her. Not a day goes by where precious Paul and Nicole doesn't wish she was still alive and she didn't choose to be busy. She goes on that she's been on her mind and she hasn't been sleeping for a few days. She doesn't want to make an excuse. But this is the vulnerability the judges are looking for. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mama Pal will ask her if she wants to speak to her and Precious shakes her head no and get this weird silly underscoring because I guess she just doesn't want to say on something here. Yeah, well, they're just and also like they're like silhouette could, could be the one to do the call. Like, oh, weird. Um, that's a, that was the thing where it's like it was like those were the things about Paula where I'm just like it's those random little things where he's I think he's trying to be funny, 
where it just comes across like no like you know that was a real moment that we're like it didn't need to it didn't need a joke it was like he was trying to make it light and you're like no just let her have that moment i want more out of this so i'm gonna give it an ookie dookie i'm giving ookie dookie too Wait, is it oh, yeah. spooky? Wait, is a spooky dookie good or an spooky dookie? Ookie is good. Ookie dookie is bad because we don't like dookies. Okay, I'm gonna go to spooky yeah. ookie. Spooky. She got the spooky for me. Audience, sixty percent spooky ookie, forty percent ookie dookie. Silhouette look by Job Dekan. Bitch has more wigs than the black one. Good for her. The baby she was holding was very scary, like it was Batboy. Like was that baby Marina? Perhaps I don't know. I love how she um, called it baby Marina. Her look was stunning and glamorous to the eye, though the judges would say otherwise. I love how she made blood created with the rhinestones and crystals. I think her mug was on point. Maybe it's the colors that surround herself, but with this look, she didn't look washed out. The blue lip and the rich brown hair, bingo! This was, I think, I've been, her entrance look and I think her, her runway look from the first episode, I did enjoy them. I'm like, you know, I'm a goth at heart. I love me. Give me, give me blacks. Give me reds. Uh, but I love that she chose to do something different with the, with the dress. I, and it was like, she went like with a cream color and have the cascading red jewels to indicate the blood. And I was like, this is great. And I think if that was on any other queen, they would have, they would have, I don't know. If, I think they would have liked it more, but because she is their black magic witch, they wanted, they were like, why didn't you give us what we would have expected? But I think for us, we would have been like, oh, she's doing the same thing again. Exactly. So it was, it was a double-edged sword. I think she had a double-edged sword. Like, she didn't want to do the same thing she's been giving, but the judges were like, no, we wanted what you were giving. It's just like, it's like you never win. Mama Pal will straight up call her name and say, I don't like your outfit. Brutal. It was Brutal. brutal. She says her brand is black magic, and this was her runway being evil spirits. She wishes she could have gone that route. Julie says she was in a lighter color and it was cute, but there were no cohesives and they did not look like a girl group. She says they look like five different girls performing one number at the beginning. Mama Pal will ask her where she got her motherly attitude. She shares that she didn't grow up with a mother and is handed off to her grandmother. She never got the love of her mother, so she's clueless of what that's about and how it feels. She tried to reach out, but she simply did not want her. Her grandmother was her only source of strength, so she imparts the love to the queen standing beside her. She says the community is family to her and that they come together to help each other. Jiggly will say that the beauty of being in the LGBT community is the chosen family. She says she deserves love. Silhouette will say that she fears that she will have no one to turn to, even with her grandmother in her state, which we will learn a lot about in Tucked. Well, we already gotten so much of this like the first runway i think she brought up her grandmother and how when she went home right before leaving here her grandmother no longer recognizes her and how she's never really had parents it was always been her grandmother so this has been like her vulnerability storyline this entire time and i do is that feel where i felt because she went right after precious and you got that real vulnerability from precious it feels like there's a part of me that feels like silhouette was trying to amp up hers mm-hmm. but then you flash forward to untuck and it's just like it was like that was just a, that was like it feels like the like she was at a dam and those were just like you see the the um the rock starting to shake and when she gets untucked it was like it full-on bursts yeah it was a lot um i'll give this like a spooky ookie oh it's a bit spooky ookie very very 
Audience, 72% spooky ooky, 28% ooky dooky. Mint Defresh, look by Jaggy, hair by Versex. Kimmy Couture called, she wants the rest of her bones back. Um, <laughs> exactly. Her, her look is supposed to be a witch doctor. Yeah. Uh, like Kimmy, she just had a sweater, put bones on top of it, and called it a day. I think this was a half-realized look, and I needed more. Her mug is strong, and I like that she's exploring spooky, meaning colored contacts, because she's a basic gay on Halloween. But this was just boring. I didn't mind it. I, li- I was like, you know, witch doctor, but make it fashion. Um, I think because she's known, I guess, going to be the fashion queen. Yeah. I like that she was trying something different. It, was, it wasn't like a success, but I'm like, oh, I'm not going to fault you on it. Fair. Nadine will say that she knows she's a fierce queen, but she thinks she is doubting herself for a bit shy. She knows she's fierce and has it in her and tells her to break out of her shell because the stage is a safe space for her. Talented Karen says she is one of the most gorgeous girls in the competition, but when she was performing, she felt like she didn't have the energy and thought she was tired. She yep. thinks she shortchanged them. I agree, bitch. I agree. Um, Okie dookie. Um, I think I liked it. I think I, I tooted it on 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 uh on the poll, but I think I will go. I'll give it a soft ookie dookie. The audience, 64% spooky ookie, 36% ookie dookie. Gigi era. Um, well, what, what was there to design? <laughs> so she's joining the baby vampire club and actually playing the baby. The cheeks are going to be harsh, and I understand that the interpretation of drag is female illusion, but this still is a transformation. That being said, I think that Gigi is giving you Halloween costume, but make it scary. It's a diaper and a bonnet. Give her and even to even to when they did the critiques she took the bonnet off and she had like a, 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 a wig on. I like, I think if she would have taken the bond off and showed the wig, it would have at least given like that element of drag that they were looking for. Cause even Gigi was like, or Jiggly was like, are you wearing lashes? It's like, at least like do some, something to make it like, just to give it that oomph in drag. Now, she took the challenge literally, and this is fine sometimes. With this, with this set of judges, it was not what they were looking for. I exactly. mean, honestly, the Boulets would have eliminated her, for, but for very different reasons. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, also, did anyone clean up the stage after each one of them? Like, that stage was a mess after she crawled. Well, because you also had, like, you had the blood from uh, Precious, and then you had her crawling on her knees. So I'm like, I'm hoping the stage got wiped down. Yeah. Jaylee says she knows how to sell herself on stage between the runway and the performance. She knows she missed some of the lyrics because out of the Queens who did stunts and tricks, she did it on beat. But on the runway, she says that she literally took it literally. They said baby vampire. She did baby vampire. (laughs) She says it's a drag competition and points out that she's not even wearing lashes. Donald Karen says she's better suited for a haunted house. Rajo says he was scared of her that he couldn't move and that she's going to give him nightmares. Bitch, this was terrible. Ookie dookie. This was this was definitely an ookie dookie. Audience, you're fucked. Forty eight percent spooky ookie, fifty two percent ookie dookie. You get more credit than you deserve. Um, Vini Selux. Look by Ian Katarbala. Uh, this bitch did that. Not only did she pop off, she ate. She is inspired by the Manangal, which means one who detaches. Just mm-hmm. the mere illusion she created was exceptional. The it illusion me, was perfect. It took me a minute to be like, how the hell did she do that to get her head there and her feet there? 
obviously as she walks back she was heavily contorted good for her mm-hmm. also eating her own ass good for you good it literally was like i was all ding dong this look yes this is spooky she's serving you camp she has a story i'm obsessed venus is a standout if she doesn't win put this loud mouth on a verse the world season she is ready oh, to go yes she Alan would care oh so good Alan Karen is obsessed with her and says she was incredible in the performance and stood out from the rest. She was convincing. Rajo says that she's the only one there who was on the pink team because she was on the purple team. She would have been his top. He was not disappointed. He said it was smart, intelligent, and funny. And Mama Pao says, this is drag. And I agree. Spooky ookie. Mm-hmm. Spooky ookie. An absolute spooky ookie. Audience, you're smart. 100% spooky ookie. Good. Good for them. The amount of people I saw on social media sharing her photo, which is fucking hilarious of the legs peeing. What? Ugh. So funny. Um, I, I am so impressed. One of the best looks of the year so far. And then there's Turing. Uh Look by Carla Tabihe. Uh, she is a tick-tick, which is a bird carrying a warning. Apparently, this creature snacks on babies. And there are a lot of those in this challenge. So watch out, Gigi. Well, you know, she and all the other, I think all the other group, the Precious's group, were the ones that had more babies than in this one. So in a way, she snacks on babies, her team won, she took the win. So honestly, that, she was, she was manifesting. Uh Uh-huh. I can't say I was fully impressed with this look, but it was sufficient. Love the mask work. It was quite intricate. She is barefoot. Why Mm -hmm. she wasn't red? Because it's. There were others who were barefoot, so you can't do that. Yeah. I love the presentation, how she used her body. Now, if she came out in this doing the interpretive dance in the talent show, I would have said give her a winner. But alas, string and fashion do not go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they also didn't read because she did the mask work. She was wearing more. She had she had stuff that was like elements of a costume that was like, here's well, an intricate bitch. arm. Here's like a mask. Jiggly Caliente's like, bitch, you're not wearing any eyelashes, and this one's not wearing heels. So, what's the difference? Well, that- she didn't also cry on the stage. She didn't crawl on the stage. I think she she sold the character. I think for me, I'll give it a spooky ookie. I was gonna definitely spooky ookie for me. Audience, sixty five percent spooky ookie, thirty five percent ookie spook ookie dookie. Evil Queen, no designers listed. Ah, uh, this is. Could have been great, but this was so arts and crafts. I mean, those wings. I think the wings were the worst part. I think if she didn't do the wings and just came out with like a candelabra and just yeah. did like a spooky, like old vampire moves, I would have been like, yes, because the hair was giving me Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. They uh, kept saying Hocus Pocus. And I was like, I get it, but. You're basically asking to be Frida Kant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creature is an impact which is a shape-shifting demon-like woman i think the hair was brilliant the neck piece was excellent everything else is just not up to par with what evil queen can do yeah i'll give it an ookie dookie it's gonna get a spooky it's gonna get a soft spooky for me the audience 52 percent spooky ookie 48 percent ookie dookie marina summers um where are my notes where to go here we go look by carl jean miranda uh, she is the queen of Silkos, which are merfolk. I think this is an excellent example of how a sample size bitch can make any basic look look excellent. Yes. I adore the color. Obviously, I adore the color. It's teal. It's my color. The detailing on the top was really well done. I love the look, how she is so beautiful, but still a certain creature. She mm-hmm. could have even done even more detailing the face. 
but the shoes. What are these bitches wearing? These <laughs> pumps? They love the clear pumps. They really do. do they only have Amazon.com. I think someone bought them in bulk. Was like, here you go, girls. Here you go. Here's your clear pumps. It's a spooky ookie, but no more of these clear pumps. What I also loved about her look was when she was uh, she used like that cloaky cape that she had on. I love that when she walked, it felt like she was like she had water behind her. Yeah, spooky ookie for me. Audience, eighty percent spooky ookie, twenty percent ookie dookie. Bring it in. Look by Russell Tero Villaforte. Hair by Venus Deluxe. Um, she can see us. She is doing Dalakamata, which is a Luzon folklore goddess who can see the past, present, and future. In concept, this is excellent. In execution, she's lucky her team was safe. I think this needed to be a full-on nude illusion, but the bodycon she was wearing was so peachy it did not match. Yeah. Her eyes made it even look faker on the bodycon. Again, another barefoot queen. The headpiece was cool, though. I like that it was something different for her. Like this is something I don't think I would have thought she would have gone like the route she would have gone with. Um, So I like that she tried something different. But yeah, it wasn't like it was the weakest look of the three. Like honestly, I felt like if they had gone, if it was, if the roles were reversed and they weren't the top team, I felt like it was going to be Ava and her in the bottom because of the way they were doing the story. Because the way the editing was going for the two of them, so I was like, oh yeah, this look wouldn't have saved you. I'm going to give it an ookie dookie. Yeah, ookie dookie. Audience, 45% spooky ookie, 55% ookie dookie. And finally, Lady Morgana, notice unassisted. Her character is the Saramun Nock, who saves people from creatures, which is the folklore in Mindanao. The look is really beautiful, elegant. She's leaning into the glamour of horror. Those eye appliques were ins- insane. Um, the hair is pristine. I love the colors coming from the root. It's not something I would usually sign off on. But it pairs so well with the look and the style just gives you that bird-like attitude. I really Oh, I, I really my like note this. my note was gay chicken. Yeah, crystallized. She was crystallized. This is what Kessie hoped her crystallization was, but this is the Literally. actual crystallization. Yeah. Um spooky ookie for me. Oh, definitely a spooky ookie. Audience 68% spooky ookie, 32% ookie dookie. Based on the performance of the runway, Mama Palace decided that the Flex Bomb girls are the winning team, and they are gagged also silhouette's face is me when some bitch tries to start a new podcast <laughs> i love you jim <laughs> jim i can't wait i can't wait for people to start shit and it's gonna be so exciting and i'm gonna be like i've been doing podcasting longer and you're gonna give me no respect whatever it's fine whatever. <laughs> anyway i love you jim it's fun there can only be one winner, and Mama Palace decided that Turing is the winner from the group. She's going to receive 80,000 pesos. And a Rupeter badge. Or a Ru badge. They don't even call them Rupeters. We're going to hear from Gigi thinking that she doesn't understand why Turing got the win if Brigadin is the captain. Bitch, you've watched the show. It's not about that. This is not honestly, the Honestly, I, we, I've, seen the, I've seen the performances a couple times. I say I think Turing got the win was because no matter who was on, she always just was very captivating on stage. Yeah. Like her, you went, her, your eye went to her because with even when she was in the background doing moves, she was still like on point. And I felt like her energy starting off like set the tone really well for the group. And it was like boom, Turing. It's just like yes, we're we're in for this. So I was yeah. like, no, she got the win because she was like 
the most captivating. I think also if you, you know, I would have given her the win based on this, like how she helped your team, like being the uplifting spirit. So I was like, no, that's why she got it. It wasn't about the group leader. It was about who stood out because the group leader wasn't the best one of the group. Nope. Now the Flex Bomb girls are sent to an untuck in the workroom, but before they go, Brigadine is called back to chat with Mom and Pow. Mama Pow asks how it feels to have self-doubts and be ranked last in the Queen's voting. She responds that she's thankful of her sisters, and even if the three of them picked her to be last, she trusted them as they trusted her. She says it was a group effort, and they put on a show. Yep. This was also very strange. I was like, oh my god, she's going to be a bottom. Um, it, it, it was like, when she called her back, I was like, what is going on? Like, this is like, that moment could have easily been like, that was one of those moments you have in the next episode when you're doing your walkthroughs, like where they always bring it back up the next week where it's yeah. like, well, you know, you were on stage last week and you were almost in the bottom. How does that make you feel when Rue does that? And I felt like that was one of those moments you have after the fact, not like, hi, we're about to judge your sisters, but let's just go back to you real fast. It's like, okay, this is weird. This is weird yeah. timing. Well, after all of the judging, it's time for the dreaded question. Who should oh, yeah. go home? Precious Paul and Cole says Gigi era. Silhouette says Gigi era as details are very important as well as being polished and having an accurate storyline when you present yourself. It's again, just, again, Silhouette giving an answer and then having to give you facts on why she said the answer. Right. Minty Fresh says she loves her so much and it's one of her closest friends, but it breaks her heart to see Gigi. Gigi says Silhouette because <laughs> when she thinks of baby vampire, she thinks of baby vampire, not holding mm-hmm. baby vampire. Yep. That gets Jiggly in the panel to crack up, and I don't think she appreciated it, but it was kind of funny. Venus that was says, very funny. Venus says she doesn't want to talk because she might not get to go to Australia now, but she... <laughs> uh, keep it... Yes, you have to be... you In moments like this, you have to kind of still keep it kind of fun because you know when you get to Untucked, you're going to be in your feels when you're the girl that everyone says... I'm a. Uh, I'm, and it wasn't even hard. I don't talk to you. And it wasn't. She every time she tried to say about, talk about it, like so, we just started talking. She's like, oh, "Okay, can I? Okay, can I talk now? Nope, nope, you're still going. Okay, I'm talking. Nope, you're gonna still going. Okay, now, now you're off. Okay. Well, we'll go to untucked afterwards. But the lit, let's get back to the main stage. As Mom and Pal has made a decision. Precious Paul, Nicole, Venus, Deluxe, and Minty Fresh are safe, leaving Silhouette and Gigi Era as the bottom two. Do you agree? Now, I personally would have put Minty Fresh in the bottom over Silhouette, but hey, it's produced television show. I know why it happened. I think, yeah, I think I would have done Minty and Gigi in the bottom two, but I think because of what, what happened in Untucked, the producers are like, you have to put Silhouette in the bottom. It's Literally. like Silhouette, so it's going to be Silhouette. You have to put her in there. Because once after the lip sync happened and she was given the sachet, uh, or the chante, and she started talking about like how she was just like this. It's been, she's so drained. I was like, wait, is she going to leave the show? Yeah. And then you had mama pal being like, but you still are going to fight. Right. And she's like, yes. And I'm like going, I was like, okay, this is weird. And then once you watch it and talk, you're like going, Oh, now that moment totally makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, I get it. I, I totally get it now. Now Gigi's going to get a stretch on. It's time to lip sync for their lives. And the song is. Glamazon. Glamazon by Pop Queen and Mother of Them All RuPaul. What the fuck? Pass. Pop Pop Queen in quotation marks. Like, I'm sorry, but doing this song in these looks is is camp, but Mm -hmm. stupid. Well, Um, that's the thing. It's like, Gigi looks so out of place in that outfit doing this song, because the song is called Glamazon, and you are a dirty baby. What's also as hilarious is Gigi era 
littering sashaying and shantaying to the lyrics. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, girl, she did that move, I don't know how many times. And I was like, silhouette, I think she knew the words. Mm-hmm. And she, I think because of the dress, it's like you, she couldn't do a lot in that dress. So I'm like, okay, you did what you had to do in the dress and you made it work. But yeah, Gigi was like, I'm like, girl, I don't know what you're doing. I think if it was a different outfit, I might, it would have been different. But because that baby and the song was just so juxtaposition, it was like, it's not working for me. And I feel like, yeah, I think it was like, it's, they're going to give it, you're going to get the boot girl. Now, Silhouette, as much as I dislike her, she held court. She was able to make the song hers. And with all the action behind her from Gigi, it didn't matter. The stage was hers. Mm -mm. Yep. Um, in the end, Gigi is heading back to Australia as Silhouette stays. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. Also, too, I feel like storyline-wise, Silhouette still has a lot of story. <laughs> yeah. A lot. And I think Gigi, has, you already saw in the last episode where she was like, I miss my boyfriend. I'm homesick. And it just felt like, you know, she wasn't getting the screen time that she wanted. So they were like, yeah, Gigi's going to go. Well, as you mentioned, before Silhouette heads back to the girls, she's asked how she's doing. And the way she was talking, I was like, bitch, she's going to go home. She's going to quit. But she's got the fight. She wouldn't be a mother if she didn't fight. Yep. All right, let's get ready for one of the most epic breakdowns in drag race history. It's all talks. Now, the Flex Bomb girls head backstage as they are safe after winning. It's time to drink. And Marina may not have a badge, but she still feels like a winner. The real win for her is the crown at the end. Yep. They congratulate Turing for the solo win in the group, but she went through a lot the past two weeks, and they thought the other group was the stronger group with the two badges and three songwriters, but joke's on them! Brigadine will note that theirs was a real girl group and very pop, and while their team was struggling, Eva thinks the other team was just bland. Good lyrics, but her team did great and slayed. They're going to ask who will be in the bottom, and Eva thinks Gigi, as she didn't feel a lot of her lyrics and not wearing pads for her was a no-no. I was like, oh, pads Okay. She wasn't wearing anything. She wasn't even wearing pantyhose. <laughs> Those are she bare was, legs. She felt it was a costume, not a runway. Yep. Eva is praised for winning a dance challenge. She says she feels she had the right people beside her. No shade to the other group. She just doesn't, doesn't feel like she would have had the same amount of support and confidence with herself on the other team. Oh, I don't even know how these two teams would have done it if she was pink and Silhouette was, was uh, purple. It would have this would have been a completely different episode because I don't even know how they would have worked together. She says that she loves dancing, but being mocked for dancing, she didn't think it was for her. Now she's going not going to give up any of the doubt. She will keep doing it. The struggle was to believe in herself, but now she knows she is fucking worth it. Mm -hmm. Pink pussy energy arrives backstage, and well, let's get ready. (sighs) Gigi is really sad, but is pumped to perform. The question arises if Precious didn't lead, the lead well, and Silhouette says that Precious gave her best. If she couldn't lead, she feels like they would have pointed out to her. She will say that the thing that was lacking was that each person's weakness and strengths were very precise and were given a good spot. She will give an example, like Morgana is routinely Morgana, but always tells a story. Eva doesn't dance, but she was given a spot where she shined. She will say that Eva's weakness was manipulated well. Now, I don't know if Silhouette used a word that perhaps was not used in the right context or if she's really that much of a kind, but manipulate is a very, very negative word. By not saying that the other team used their strengths and focus on manipulating the weaknesses, feels like she's a little bitter. 
I oh, I, oh she's bitter. She's a bitter Betty. I yeah, when she came in, I also was the fact it was like that was what was brought up was Eva saying she's always been told she's not a dancer, and they're like, no, girl, you can dance. Who cares what other people think? And what does they bring up from the other team is well, you know, Eva doesn't dance, but you know, you guys, you know, you tricked us to make us believe she can. And I'm like, girl, you are a cunt. You're very, you're you're kind of cunty. And her tone doesn't get any better. It's so shitty that when Eva does speak up, she will say that, oh, well, if you're offended by it, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Are you, though? No, you're not, no, girl. No. She says there's no malice. And once again says that the other team was great at manipulating each one of them to shine. She claims she is connecting it to what Precious said that she didn't lead well. Now, Silhouette either doesn't have an off button or a filter because... While she is hurting Eva with her comment, she's about to tear down Marina once again as she says that she has no problem saying sorry, unlike other queens. Now, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Was this really necessary? She's going to get what she deserves. I, I feel like Silhouette, it was one of those things that, like, you know, sometimes you're having a moment and you're just like your brain just starts thinking things and your mouth is just letting them come out and your brain's like maybe you should oh, yes. stop saying things but your mouth is like no i'm going i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna keep going because that's what it felt like where she just kept where she was started and she just couldn't shut herself off and then you had the moment where Gigi started talking about like yeah well they all said my name and and then she just kept going again like she forgot that Gigi was even saying anything but i think the what the kicker was they pop up on the screen. You know how they show the photos of family oh, through that? We, we got a little bit before we get there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but I think when that moment, po- when that popped up, I think that was the final straw that broke yeah. her and that it was like emotional breakdown for the rest of the episode. So either editing or whatever, but forgetting is being like, let's talk to Gigi. She's sad and she's cold. Gigi says she came there to enjoy and have fun, and this is the moment is not fun. She wanted to have fun and take a risk and not play it safe. She's not feeling great. Here she is. She will not concede in her performance, though. She will spread her blood, sweat, and tears to stay, and I think she already did that. Mm-hmm. Gigi reveals that the dreaded question was revealed and shares that she was the one who was said, and Silhouette will claim that you just react in the spot with how you truly feel, not with a dramatic reaction. Funny coming from the one who got the house. I was like, every, since she's walked in, she's been a dramatic reaction. She tells Gigi that she should just say fuck you immediately rather than dramatize everything, which is what the bitch is doing exactly. Does she listen to herself? I know people like this, and they're usually not in my inner circle. <laughs> yeah. What will say that it feels like they are making themselves look stupid with their reactions. Girl, you're on reality TV. What do you expect them to do? Not say anything? Now, if they don't say anything, they're going to go home. That's the whole right. point. But I also know it's like we've seen enough shows to know that the girls who go off and have these moments will last a few more episodes. They may, may they only last one more, but they'll last enough to, to get that screen time because it's like, you know, Drag Race fans love the drama mm-hmm. and they love when, when these queens have these moments. But it was like, this was like, I think this was, a, it was a different moment from like the, like the, like the drama of like, oh, you think you're better than me and blah, 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 blah kind of stuff. But this was more like a just like, so much like everything's been going on her head in which just like her actual life just was coming up to the forefront and it was just like oh girl do you have an on-site therapist someone needs to talk to her she needs to talk to somebody 
Now, while Gigi is about to share that she couldn't stand there and just choose herself, for the second week in a row, production is going to pull a fast one and just magically put a photo of Silhouette and her grandma on the screen. Yep. And bitch, this was the breakdown to end all breakdowns. This is manipulation, my dear. Silhouette will walk away as she does. She is done. She was thinking her grandma and her partner and all about them, but she couldn't draw any energy from them. She's losing her strength inside. Now, if anyone is putting on a show, it is Silhouette and who is about to make it all about her. All about her. It appears that she is not happy that they are uncovering and digging into her life. Though, to be fair, I'm pretty sure they have to approve photos before production has them. She is not happy about the meddling and manipulation as she's going to be bitching to Precious Minty Fresh Morgana and Venus. Silhouette will get bitter and say that she was not happy when she lost the Filipina challenge because it was meaningful to her. Well, hate to break it to you. Everyone has something meaningful to them. Why does yours take priority? Mm-hmm. We know that prior to Drag Race, she went home to her grandma to get her blessing for Drag Race, but she couldn't recognize her. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. I get it. She rants. That she could have had an expensive Filipino outfit, but she wanted to do something that she could feel and show what she's gone through. She will tell us in confessional that she just really wanted to quit. She will then call out Marina that she knows all about all of this because she was her daughter. Marina will just nod because that's all she could do. Yeah. Now, what about the other kids? Why Marina? Is she trying to say that Marina is not being supportive? And is this just striking a nerve? that we haven't explored yet. Like breakdowns are not fun, but they are certainly revealing. Oh, definitely. Silhouette will go into full diva mode and say that she can't prepare in a short amount of time. She is not used to doing it. She needs a production and she didn't expect to get ready in an hour, but she is, she's trying. And then she will rant that she hasn't asked anyone to assist her. Okay. Sorry, but what the expectation is. <laughs> She was one of 12 contestants. They are all on equal footing. And the fact that she is riled up that no one there is supporting her, that's gross. It was, it was, she was letting so much out where it's like, girl, this is drag race. This isn't like, this isn't like your, your club where you have, where you can have someone helping you. It's like, it's not when you're doing a competition and you have someone helping you get ready because you have that short amount of time between numbers to do X, Y, and Z things. That's yeah, that's that's bar life, that's competition life. Yeah, when you do a pageant, you have a group of people that are helping you get ready. That's one thing, but this competition, and it's not like this is yes, this is Filipino season one, but Drag Race has been on the air for 10 years and you've all have seen it. It's a plate. You know how it works, and you know that the production will fuck with you. And get you to get to that breaking point because they want to see how you're going to react. And that's what they did today. They were just like, we're like, girl, you're, you've been on edge the last couple episodes, which again, has only been what, maybe a week for them. They've only been there for a week because that last challenge they only did in one day. So what people forget is they keep saying, oh, last week was so hard. I'm like, last week was two days ago. I'm like, we know how it works. We know that it's shot in 10 days, you know? And they were you can see it very well that the production wanted to be like oh we're if we're, we're gonna get a show that's what jiggly keeps saying like this untucked oh she even i think she commented she made a comment saying like oh if you thought last night's untucked was 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 it 
just wait. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I have a feeling, I have a feeling they're gonna, there's going to be a moment where I think it's going to be a, the, they're going to get rid of Silhouette. And I think they're going to have, it's going to be a her versus Marina in the bottom two. That's the only way I think they're going to have one of those drag race moments. Trauma is real. We are seeing it come mm-hmm. to life in a way we rarely see on drag race. Yep. Silhouette will state that she's not rude. She's not hostile. She's not a brat. She's not a bitch, but it hurts when people assume that she is. Now, listen, I'm sure that's people who <laughs> assume about me. I give off that impression sometimes, but bitch, that's what you do. You, that is the aura you give off. Yeah. She does come across very know-it-all-ish. Yes. And that's like, because I got that from her Meet the Queens when she was talking about her, how she wanted um, to represent like the, the queens that came before, the impression, the lady and female impressionist of the past and where we came from and all that stuff. So she's very much giving like her brand is, is that older mother who's supposed to, who has that wealth of knowledge that she wants to partake onto the next generation. But because she, it's that con, it's that condescendingness of she thinks she knows everything. So when it doesn't go her way, it's like she gets mad. Well, after ugly crying, she will state that this is not a competition for her. She has admired every one of them from the start. She's not there to fight them. And then once again, she points out Marina and then speaks to her for to acknowledge that she knows how she is as a mom. And this was just so unfair to put her in this position. She was trying to force her to speak on her behalf after they still have unresolved issues. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if she was addressing the room or Marina directly, but she basically is like, you can have the crown, claim it and own it. Uh, it was like, what? who are you talking to? I don't yeah. know what you were going for. Because yeah, it, it got to, it got to, it got really weird towards the it end. Got personal. It got really personal. Like, and that's the thing is like, the, like I said earlier, these girls have a lot of personal baggage that the production is trying to use to like help give them story. But it's like there's a lot of stuff that I'm like going. I don't think we need to know. Yeah, and it's just making them come across like it's it's just putting everyone I think in a bad light over as as a as a, like they keep lingering on stuff that we're probably not going to see res- resolutions to or they're going to try to make us see resolutions to marina knows that silhouette is breaking down and she couldn't go to the girls with her because she wanted to give her space and she was afraid of what else she would unleash if this was all happening while marina was just sitting yeah the stage manager arrives to tell them they only have 10 minutes to rehearse the song which stops the drama uh really say by the bell but I guarantee you, um, every producer behind the scenes was like, do not call this early. Let this go on as long as it needs to go on. Yeah. We will watch Lip Sync one last time before we see Gigi Era take her time to pack up while she still had crap on her face. Did yeah. she not clean it <laughs> off? Did they not give her enough time? That was terrible. I was Australia, like, she's, she's coming back for you. She is. Down under season three, Gigi Era. <laughs> I got some burning questions for you to wrap up this podcast. Are okay. Ready? Yes. What is Gigi Era's legacy? Besides not being able to talk in her final untucked. Uh, I don't, I think it's, what is her legacy? I don't know. She was a good dancer. She had, she had some moments. I just can't think of any. Um, she was there. She was there. That's the, the problem is when you're an early out, it's hard. You, the early outs don't make that big of an impact unless you're someone like well like prince you're like well her legacy is she was shy so that's why she went first or her legacy is the shoes 
Um, and then you have someone with cornerstone, you're like, her legacy was, she was loud. She was loud. But gotta... usually it's like, she was, I think it's like the difference is like, where cornerstone was loud, she was quiet. So she never made an impression. She was a good dancer. She, her talking heads were never like, she barely got any. She barely got any. She got her. Yeah, she got a lot this episode because uh, because they were going to be sending her home. But yeah, her legacy is just kind of like yeah, she was there. She you know she made it three. She now has she now has royalties for a song. We got a musical a week after a girl group challenge. That's okay. too soon. That's Who too are you soon. nervous for after seeing what we saw this week? Um. Well, based on the uh, the trailer for next week, I'm worried about Toreen. Yeah, crazy, insane. Yeah. It looks like she's going to have a little bit of a breakdown on stage or a panic attack. After three episodes, the winner of the season is... I still am going with my, my number one. I still think it's going to be Eva. I could see Eva winning. I definitely could mm-hmm. see Eva winning. She's been the narrator. She is definitely um, someone she... who is there to make a presence known. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like right now, with who we have, I do feel like I have a sense of who's probably going to be in the top. And it's like, so there's a lot of girls who I had a little bit lower. I'm like, going, no, I can see you making it further um, than I originally thought. And I can see other girls not going as, as long. But yeah, I do, I do still feel like Eva's still a good number one. I can see Marina being a fighter up there. I can see a precious being this. Precious. Like, I think it's precious. They have such a reverence for her. That, like, that's it. Like, like, they, it's like, oh, it's okay. You're fine. It's, you're precious. Well, I also think it's that that like uh, that thing because they said like they know who she they've known her, so I think they also have that high pressure of if she, I can see Precious lying in the bottom if she doesn't live up to like what they think Precious's expectations are, which always happens and, when you're dealing with with shows like this. And she was voted first, so yeah. the queens like her. She would be the a queens great like her for the franchise. So mm-hmm. these things do play into effect sometimes. They do. Yep. I would, you know what, honestly, like she, her meet the queen, I couldn't get anything for her because that's why I placed her so low. But since watching her on the show, I'm like going, oh no, I like her. She's, she's, good. she's, she's good. I'm telling you, the week she is going to catapult to the top is Snatch Game. Whatever she ends up doing because she doesn't. Oh, I cannot wait for their Snatch Game. I cannot wait for this Snatch Game. I figured this is going to be a good be, one. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, usually because they're still like down, now they're down to nine. And so it's either seven, eight, depending yeah, is usually seven's usually I think the sweet spot for Snatch Game, but some sometimes you'll get a, a top eight. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? I can be found on Instagram at Harry is Precious as Harry. Uh, I will be uh, competing. Not competing. Oh, actually, I'm going to be competing. Duh. Hello. My brain is dead. Uh, I will be competing for the Mix Rock Bar uh, pageant. Uh, competition drag competition pageant uh, competition uh, that's going to be starting at the end of September uh, but if you want to see me perform I will my next gig is September 12th at Rock Bar with Nancy No Good uh, following horror trivia so it should be some fun getting in the mood for some spooky ookies as we've been discussing Amazing. already today so, are yeah. you going to dress up as a baby vampire um no 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 you don't want to see that no. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was fun. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad I got to come back early on <laughs> after our Meet the Queen sesh. 
a big thanks to Precious for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blog talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at datingnow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.